Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name's Joe Kuzma. Joining me to my right, my colleague and cohort, my partner in crime, apparently from the year 2000. Oh, <laughs> I want Mr. Brian E. Roach. Brian, do you remember You remember the Conan O'Brien, Andy Richter skit? The year 2000? They used to no. The That's what you look like with the flashlights, like right underneath your chin. You just I need, just like, think it's cool because it makes my beard light up. Although it's this is super super bright. Yeah, I and, shut that off. Nobody wants to see that. You're blinding okay. me. There you go. I'm doing it again. Stop. Super super bright, that. and it and it actually starts to make my face hot. So I'm not going to do it anymore. Oh yeah, you know, I was just sitting over here, and I'm like, it, <laughs> we're in that time of the year where it's like, is it hoodie weather? Is it shorts weather? Like it's driving me crazy. I just had a hoodie on, and I you know didn't want to do more laundry, but I had to throw another shirt on. It was just too hot. Let me just tell you, if you get up at five o'clock in the morning to ride your bicycle and go 20 miles on the bike, it is definitely, most definitely, hoodie plus undershirt plus thermal protection weather plus giant gloves. It's cold AF. <laughs> I mean, I know what that means for everyone else. It's as four letter word. F. It begins with yes. an F. Uh, Fark. So, no, uh, I'm sorry, Brian. I did not want to ride a bicycle at 5 a.m. in uh, with no sunlight and whatever else you do, cycling, assless chaps to, or whatever uh, you guys wear. No, no one would wear assless chaps to ride a bicycle. <laughs> that is the exact opposite of what you want to wear. You're wearing a diaper, really, is what you're wearing when you ride a bicycle. Not so you can poo yourself, but so that you have padding. Not ass uh, <laughs> <laughs> a literal pain in the ass. That's a good segue, though, because that's the way I feel about the AFC North from this weekend. Got to see. Uh, did you catch any of the games, at least some of the highlights, some of the things and stuff that transpired? I uh, yeah. was mowing, mowing my lawn when the Ravens won. I You weren't refused. riding your bicycle because it was like. You know, only 5 a.m. on the West Coast when that game kicked I, off. I did, I did that before they even started playing. Um, <laughs> and then, then I came home and I, I mowed my lawn um, for the last time, the last mow of the season. It's sort of, uh, you know, sort of sad. But um, I didn't watch any of the Bengals game because I didn't want to. And I watched like 35 seconds of the Browns game. Oh, come on. I, uh, I got to see a majority of all of them. Uh, you know, I walk in and out sometimes of the room, you know, it, it's not the Steelers. I'm not as invested, but I had to, had to peek in and what, what is it with the Ravens? They always get some way. I think like, we're going to have like a documentary 20 years from now about how John Harbaugh had bounties and knockout quarterbacks just so you could play the backups all the freaking time, man. But he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it on his team. In other words, the team that's playing the team he's about to play the week before he calls them up and says, look guys. I'm not your coach, but if you knock out that quarterback, 200 grand for you so that I don't have to play, I can get their backup. That's the plan. Yeah. Is that the plan? Is that what, is that what's going on? It's the plan. Um, I well, I was going to say, because Malik Willis ended up in this game, the London game, the Tottenham Hotspur stadium, you know, the 9:30 AM Eastern kickoff. 
And the well, Bra- it's nice for Malik Willis that he's still on that team. Oh yeah, we will. Will Levi Strauss did not did not suit up for this one. Uh, he might. I don't know. I'm not even sure if he's an emergency quarterback or whatever. But man, I'll tell you, officiating. You're lucky you didn't watch some of these games, particularly San Francisco and Cleveland. But I'll get to that one in a second. The Baltimore Tennessee game was pretty bad too. Bill Vinovich, uh, not necessarily I think Bill directly, but people on his crew. It was bad, man. Uh, there was a like a wildcat play that was uh, directly uh, directly to Derrick Henry, and it was a first down conversion, and it ended up being like a third and long or whatever illegal an illegal formation, I believe, was what was called on it. And there was just the one player that was the tackle eligible, and you see Vrabel on the sidelines. He was doing this because it was so ticky tack wasn't was covering up a tight end or vice versa or whatever be the case on that and even the announcers were stumbling i'm stumbling over it because it looked like a very ticky tack terrible call and of course then on third down a team doesn't score and there's um they punt it away and Devin duvernay takes the ball like almost to the house gets tackled out of bounds by the punter probably within the red zone or whatever and that helps aid baltimore uh, to victory of course the titans are pretty bad as a football team but then ryan Tannehill got hurt too and it, ryan Tannehill struggled but it was it wasn't pretty, and I know the reason I'm mentioning all of this is now like the Steelers have buy, and you got a lot of people that are like you know beating their chest like oh look what my team did during the weekend, and it was like you had a little bit of a struggle there with uh, I wouldn't say the biggest struggle. I think we expected Baltimore to win. They eventually pulled away before halftime, 18 to three. But as we know, they have blown leads constantly they oh, go they in have. yeah, yeah t- tennessee ends up coming back 18 to 13 in the uh be- beginning of the fourth quarter then baltimore kicks a couple of field goals and you have a final score of 24 to 16 so uh, i mean not totally unexpected but we thought after you know getting beat up by the browns and steelers in consecutive weeks and then going overseas for this game that that might've had more of an impact on this game than it did. And guess what? Baltimore still doesn't have like a buy or mini buy after this. They draw the five and one Detroit lions for next Sunday. So going to Baltimore, that's going to show, that's going to show you a couple things, whether the lions are a for real team, which I think they probably are, or, or, you know, can, can Baltimore actually score with a team that's able to put points up Baltimore, like their pass rush just still wasn't, very good in this game, right? And I'm trying to find... Yeah, so they got the Tannehill twice. Then Malik Willis came in, and Malik Willis is only like... He's four or five. He had five total pass attempts. I'd have to see what his actual participation was in this game. Uh, pull that up here in a second. But he got sacked four times. That dude was holding on the ball. Like, just... I don't know. He was waiting for passenger pigeons to tell him where to throw it. <laughs> it was just... It was pretty bad. Let me see. 18 snaps. He took 18 snaps and got sacked four or four times. The so Baltimore all of a sudden looks that's, like they had a pass rush. Wait, put it up, put it up. What's this? Uh oh, uh oh. Wait a minute, wait a put minute. Let me. Wait, well, yep. No, Eight? not that. No, one. not that one. Okay, no, that's the wrong one. Hold on, I'll find it. Here it comes. I did. I did actually want to put that one up again. That was intense. Okay, that's what. Yeah, here we go. Mass with Brian. Okay, so 18 snaps, four sacks. Yes. That that is almost one quarter of the time that he dropped back he was sacked <laughs> it wasn't even all of the the dropbacks I, i'm trying i wish i, I should or actually see. one quarter of the times that he snapped the ball they yeah. snapped the ball how many times did he actually drop back to pass five five he was four or five but you know some of them count as like a run or whatever he, he moves well, yeah. we, we, mobile we need to know quarterback the, total, the actual number of times he he dropped back to throw 
that it wasn't a handoff or it wasn't him doing a draw in order to know the percentage dude at the most at the most let's just say half the time let's say out of those five attempts none of those actually count as a pass attempt so we'll say nine right so it's almost half then it's almost half yeah almost half the times he stepped back half the time it was it was it was just do you remember do you remember people wanted us to draft the league well yeah, I know. I kind of thought he was going to be a pick. I got talked into that one, too. I feel dirty not, about not, it. Not by me, you didn't. <laughs> no, I got talked into the Steelers taking a quarterback. You know, and, and some people will still jump on this bandwagon and say, well, you should still be like that because Kenny Pickett isn't whatever, blah, blah, blah. Man, you know, I, there were some nice statistics that were out there as far as, like, the game-winning drives, some of the pass yards, attempts, and things of that nature that puts Kenny in a more favorable light. He's still learning. I, I still think he's a gamer. Will he be like a Hall of Fame guy? Like, I've never professed that. Uh, I don't think I don't believe in any quarterback getting drafted these days because of the way the NFL is structured as being surefire. I mean, just look at what Burrow. Burrow was struggling to start this season, and they just gave him, like, a, the biggest contract ever. I mean, that's just... Well, let's just go to the team we've yeah. been talking about. Yeah. They just mortgaged the world for Lamar, and yeah. I'm sorry, I am not impressed. No, and he had some dangerous passes in the game. He loves to just flick it, fling it. He, he takes some risks that aren't necessary. How about Harbaugh? They actually just sent the field goal unit out on like the fourth and two this time instead of trying to milk it. <laughs> so that was that was pretty good. Uh, might as well talk. We were just talking about Cincinnati. Let me see. Their, their game, uh, they played at home. They had the Seattle Seahawks. Caught some of this, struggled to run the football. Joe Mixon, just 12 carries for 38 yards. Burrow, a lot better. I'd say maybe a little, I wouldn't say entirely sharp. He, he once again, this is like, this is like the Cooper Cup syndrome, except in Cincinnati. And we're about to find that out next Sunday when we do the pregame for the LA Rams and the Steelers in LA. Jamar Chase, 13 targets, caught six of those for 80 yards. He's still the threat that he is. No touchdowns. But goodness, how many times are you going to feed the same guy? 35 attempts by Burrow, 68.1 or 68.6% completed, but only 185 yards. So a lot of like small passes here and there uh, and very heavily. uh, I mean, Tyler Boyd caught seven of these, seven targets, seven passes, 38 yards. That's a 5.4 average. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I know. And one of them was a TD, but it was like maybe five, six yard touchdown pass if I'll look it up. But yeah, and, you know, once again, like just like Cleveland, they drew a, a West Coast team playing at 1 o'clock on a Sunday at home. And, and I know the Steelers did, too, the open week, but at least there's film and stuff that you could look at now. Like, the 49ers were still, that week one, you don't know what to expect. And then, of course, Steelers, you know, shat the bed uh, entirely. There's no other way of saying it. But I thought Seattle might have put up just a little more of a fight here. It's difficult for me to ascertain if the um, if the Bengals are back and for real, like everybody, a lot of people have their preseason picks. It's the same thing as when you have draft Twitter that wants to just come up with like fake PFF numbers just to justify their old draft takes from three, four years ago and say like, well, TJ Watt doesn't have like the best pass rush grade of everybody. That's really like, you know, Miles Garrett, which I'll get to in a second. And, and they just prop this stuff up. But I, we thought that the Bengals were a talented team. We did have them struggling a little bit to start, I think. And we look back on our predictions. Everything's kind of where we all even Steven within this division. You got the Bengals now at three and three. 
You've got uh, the Baltimore Ravens are four and two. And because the Steelers were off on the bye, they become number one in the division. The Steelers slide to number two because they're two and zero oh in the division. So uh, Baltimore's two and one overall wins and then division wins is how that ends up uh, playing out in the pecking order. But as I peruse the rest of the National Football League, there isn't another division in football where all three of the teams are 500 or better right now. So the AFC North is either playing very mediocre football or very solid football the way you, the way you look at it. I and I tend to think it's the mediocre one. Yeah, but, the mediocre. You know. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I think the schedule favors everybody in this division, including playing yeah. against themselves. Not gonna lie, oh, yeah. they don't have to play like uh, you know the Steelers don't have to play the Dolphins or the Bills. Thankfully, so that that definitely helps. Not not mad about that this year. Not mad about that at all. Mm-mm. Bring on the New England, the one in five New England Patriots, <laughs> please. I was here for, I couldn't wait for them to become a poverty franchise again. Uh, I'm very, I'm I'm happy with that. So uh, the Cleveland Browns, as I mentioned, they also won in what would be, eh, I'm going to sound like a hater and I am. I just 19 to 17 on the San Francisco. What was was the turnover thing in that game? Did the Browns turn the ball over a lot or no? Mm, Hold on one second, because no, I think the Browns were the, I think the Browns, did actually turn the ball over more times. Let me see. Why can I never find it when I'm looking here? Blocks, intercepts. So, okay. Uh, interceptions, touchdowns. So, let me just go to the offense. I was looking at the team deal, but possession, possession, possession. A missed field goal, uh, punt, field goal, punt, end of half, interception, three punts, touchdown, punt. And then the missed field goal at the end for the 49ers. On the Cleveland Browns side, uh, interception, missed field goal, punt, touchdown, punt, field goal, punt, field goal, punt, interception, field goal, field goal, end of game. Very, very odd the way this played out. Uh, 49ers lost Debo Samuel at one point. I know the Browns were dealing with injuries. I know they had P.J. Walker in there. The fact of the matter is, is that Christian McCaffrey is a huge loss. The 49ers looked at a loss. I saw Brock Purdy. Oh, did, did McCaffrey go out? Oh, yeah. Uh, by... Somewhere in the third quarter, he was out. Uh, he played a little over half of the game. I saw Brock Purdy take a snap. It was raining in Cleveland, too, at least through the first half. Brock Purdy took a snap, went to throw the ball empty-handed, which never helps. <laughs> uh, not, but, usually, not usually the way it works. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out. Let's see how that works <laughs> out. Yeah, and, and Brian, the, the thing with this game is most will say that being a hater or whatever, there was uh, the officiating was horrible both sides of this game. I was just shaking my head. I'm like, I feel bad for both of these franchises. At first, it felt like, I, I feel dirty saying this, it felt like they wanted to give this game, they were giving them the Kansas City Chiefs special over the San Francisco 49ers. That is, Kansas City could do no wrong. You know, TJ got fined for taking his helmet off. Of course, guys on the Chiefs can do that, and that doesn't happen. So, it was just so bad. It was John Hussey and his crew. It was the most penalties and the most penalized yards in any game this season, 12 penalties on the 49ers for 105 yards, 13 penalties on the Cleveland Browns for 119. Over wow. 200 yards of penalties, 25 penalties total. And that's just the accepted penalty, I do believe. I wonder if that's like the refs before game are like, we're going to set a record today. I don't we're, know. We're just going to do it. Screw it. We're going to we're going to throw a flag on every damn thing. Well, they did. And there was one I'm um, trying to remember who came in to Sean Gibson. 
came in with uh with a shoulder hit on i'm trying to think who it was now um can't think of his name now for the cleveland browns receiver and that changed the outcome of the game browns get to continue on they still only mustered a field goal but they got into the field goal range and they end up kicking what would t uh, turn out to be the game winner go ahead two points in the football game so the 49ers do get the ball back let me see i'm going to pull this up real quick just to get the actual play-by-play because -play, it was 14 plays uh 43 yards that sounds like Steelers offense 14 plays 43 yards uh seven minutes and 37 seconds for the drive with 11:39 elapsed this drive actually began uh right at 10:58 and ran down to 3:26 left in the fourth quarter the uh the pass let's see for the um oh, I was looking for the penalty here Mm. Oh no, the unnecessary roughness. I'm sorry, I got the wrong one. This was a nine play 63 yard drive. This was 116 by the Browns. So they kind of let them go around, but they had a third and 10 and that was the unnecessary roughness from the Cleveland 26. 15 yards, first down for Elijah Moore. And then they got a new set of downs, they ran the ball, a couple of incompletions. There was another defensive holding on Trevarius Ward. Uh, they got inched up the field four yards. There was a nice run, 22 yards, two-minute warning. And then uh, San Francisco had to use one of their timeouts. They actually went and threw the ball from the San Francisco 13, incomplete, ran it again. San Francisco uses another timeout, 29-yard field goal is good. Both field goal kickers up to this point had already missed one apiece in this game. And then San Francisco gets the ball back with 140, and they still had one timeout in their back pocket. They get down to the Cleveland uh, 23, and they decide to send Jake Moody out there with nine seconds remaining, 41-yard field goal. They didn't have any timeouts remaining yet. Um, they had already used it on a play where it was a second and 10. Purdy found Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he's, he was still in bounds. It was kind of a middle-of-the-field throw. And then they um, they got a first down, and then they spiked the ball to stop the clock with only nine seconds remaining. So 41-yard field goal. The guy from Michigan, rookie kicker, <laughs> missed it. Like, just just wide, too. Like, just tried to just straight will it through the posts. Cleveland goes wearing their white dude wipes, throwback uniforms, and the white helmets. So they wipes. get a victory. They snap an unbeaten streak, and... Yeah, I mean, all, all good for Cleveland, but that was a sloppy game. It was no less sloppy than basically the way the Steelers beat the Ravens is the way I would explain it. Okay. Um, I, I mean, not having watched it, I'll buy that. You see any of the highlights, you would absolutely hate the unnecessary roughness because that was a third and 10, and they were going to be punting, and San Fran would basically have gotten the ball back up 17-16, forced Cleveland to use their three timeouts, probably run out changes yeah, changes the complete nature of the game if that's mm -hmm. a, if that's the case and you know look let's be honest most unnecessary roughness penalties that get called are baloney um they aren't unnecessary roughness i mean unnecessary i'm assuming it's a roughing the passer call that we're talking about oh no it's just really unnecessary roughness yeah it was a uh let's see if i could find it mm -mm. like like the the like T.J. Watt not getting called for unnecessary roughness when he punched the Ravens receiver in the face to make him knock the ball down. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't even a punch to the face. I know. It was. It was. It just looks like it in the replay. It's very cool. <laughs> I wish that. Um, 
I wish that we can get okay we'll see if we we'll see if we get in any trouble for playing this off of um off the twitter off the twitter um blow it's on it twitter up a it's bit. public yeah it's, um, it's yeah. public off the twitter that was an unnecessary roughness yes call? it was wait wait go let's let's look wait i need to get one more time it, this is not going to show you the other angle but straight up it's body ah, body chest that's... didn't lean in or anything yeah that was pretty rough man Pretty That's a weak call. Pretty, pretty rough. And um yeah. You know, there's a there's a guy who used to play for Pittsburgh who would have said, just put dresses on him already. <laughs> and I wish I had the alternate angle from all of the I, I, I apologize. I know we're not really allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> so but that's a quote from Jack Lambert, just to just to be clear. Yeah, and just so you know, like some more, even one of some reputable people talking, like Bob Pompiani with the Steelers, even said that that was not a penalty. Terrible, terrible call in the um, uh, 49ers game. Browns get a new set of downs. So that was, it was just, it was this entire game. Like, and the fact of the matter is the 49ers defense still had opportunities to stop them after that and did not. And, then the field goal goes through, and they also had controlled their own destiny. They had a chance made a to win, and they the blew end, it. Yeah. And blew it. So eh, you made your bed. You get to sleep in it. You had all the but unbeatens there are no, go down. There are no undefeated teams anymore. The nope. Eagles lose to the Jets. The You know, what kind of – I'm glad – you know, somebody said this to me today, uh, and I, I feel it's true. I'm glad we didn't play this weekend. There was This was the weird weekend, right? This is the weekend where the weird went on. And I, I'm glad we weren't a part of it. I don't, I don't think it would have uh, gone well for us. A lot of weird and a lot of, I had the bad takes of the week that I, that I didn't get to use the bad take last uh, show with Zach. And of course we didn't do a show. We went on a buy ourselves at the end of last week in order to discuss what the Steelers need to do to keep pace in the AFC North. But one of these is the bad take of the Steelers, Brian, if you could believe this or not, somebody said the Steelers, no one else. The Steelers are the laughing stock of the NFL at three and two. And they were leading the division before these other games go on. Well, they're in the bye. laughing stock at the NFL, not the Chicago bears who at the time hadn't yet won that broke their 14 game losing streak, which had started after they traded their, what would be the 32nd pick overall in the draft to chase Claypool is no longer on their roster. Yeah. Yeah. No, not the Chicago Bears. No, not them. They they have Justin Fields. They get all these what new did, coaches and what did they get for Claypool from the Dolphins? Like a, a six? Sixth or a seventh. Yeah. So so basically what they did is they traded their 32nd pick, the or the this first pick in the second round for a sixth rounder. Yes, sir. That's that's some high quality GM in right there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, get on the phone and see what else you could get. See if Eddie Jackson's available. <laughs> bring uh, them in high quality that's high Can't quality, that's, that, that, that's high quality jamming right there there's uh there's a lot of speculation on trades and stuff that the Steelers could do what, what would they do before the trade deadline players will be available I'm still Just stunned as, Bill Belichick hasn't called them to say give me Mason Rudolph because every quarterback I have stinks <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't want Mitch Trubisky either but no no let's let's be real mm -hmm. nobody's calling for Mitch right if anybody's going to call it's going to be for Mason not because Mason is great, but because Mason hasn't looked like a dweeb this season. <laughs> well, it also has to do with him not playing. 
So well, yeah, it's true. He hasn't played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seventh round selection in the 2025 NFL draft is what was traded for Claypool. That could very well be like the seventh? Mr. Irrelevant pick. Yes, seventh. seventh. Wow. I mean, wow. That is okay. highway that's, robbery. That's even better. I know. Okay. But Steelers, the laughing stock, and I got laughed at for mentioning that there probably weren't even top five among those. I mean, you had at the time the Jets, Zach Wilson. Now they broke the Eagles streak, so they're looking a little less laughable. The Bears finally broke their losing streak. How about those New York football giants? Yeah. A little bit of a laughing stock there. And of course, we go 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 over it. Well, you got the Giants who were a playoff team last year. They could just do nothing. And a Daniel Jones, Saquon gets hurt. I mean, you're franchise tagging guys. You're you're giving new contracts to guys that aren't even on the field. Isn't that more? Can you imagine if that were the Steelers that did that? You would never hear the end of it. If they gave a contract to Najee and he wasn't playing and Kenny Pickett was playing the way he is, it'd go nuts. Or the same thing, like everybody should have been laughing at the Bengals for everybody kind of felt that Burrow had a track record and he would come along. But, you know, it, Let's let's not forget the Carolina Panthers. Oh, I've got one that could beat that one. But I'm not saying it can't. But look, yeah. I I know I'm a homer. I know I'm an Ohio State homer. But I have said all along the best quarterback in that last draft. His name was C.J. Stroud, and boy does that look accurate after this early part of the season. I have no idea what Bryce Young looks like playing. I haven't watched a Panthers game, nor do I have any intention of watching a Panthers game unless I am forced to for whatever reason. If somebody comes into my house and sticks a gun to my head and says, watch the Panthers game, okay, fine, I'll do it. But uh, otherwise, I'm not going to watch a Panthers game. I don't care. Caught a little bit of what on red zone. That team was up 14-0 to end the first quarter. Uh, and that was also running the football. Chuba Hubbard had a TD. Adam Thielen caught an eight-yard pass from Bryce Young. The fact of the matter is, is Bryce Young is just under duress, right? And the the team, they just struggle. And then it was just the onslaught. The Dolphins scored like 35 unanswered points. And I believe Raheem Mostert at this point, what did Raheem Mostert do in this game? 115 yards rushing, two touchdowns, three total rushing touchdowns. For the Dolphins and another three passing in the air from Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Mostert has 11 touchdowns in six games so far out of the backfield. But yeah, the you've got an 0-6 Carolina Panthers team that just shipped off the, the entire farm. What about the Cleveland Browns themselves? They might be in a winning position, but you won because of P.J. Walker maybe. Deshaun Watson, has, he, he, he was cleared to play. By his coach said, he's yeah. clear the play. And now he still wasn't playing another game. You have to activate a guy from the practice squad because the rookie that you drafted from UCLA, Dorian Thompson Robinson, I could understand not wanting to play him necessarily, but what's he doing as your primary backup if he's not even going to be your backup? Now imagine if they don't, the, the narrative, imagine if the 49ers make this field goal. Nobody's blowing smoke up the Cleveland Browns' asses this today, Monday morning quarterbacking, saying, oh, yeah, the Browns' defense is legit. That would still be true, but the but here is, is look how embarrassing the organization and everything else is being run, that you have a guy you had to call up from the practice squad over your draft pick and over your $230 million guaranteed quarterback that's just that's ridiculous just to now they're I, at three and two instead of two and three which is what could have been the outcome yeah I, I look i i have been giving the browns more credit than you have oh for at least three or four years right and where i give them credit you are a hater i've given okay. them i've given them credit 
look, I've never been on the Deshaun <laughs> look, Watson look, train. Wait, look, take your hat off and look at what's on it. I see what's on it. Steelers. There you go. Yeah, you're allowed to be I'm a not hater. taking my hat off, though. Right, we're all, I know, because you don't want to show your chromium domium. Uh, but it's okay, right? It's okay. You, what, you're allowed to hate them. It's okay. What have they done? What have they done to change the narrative otherwise Wait, of them being you're not complete letting me finish. garbage? <laughs> I'm defending myself here of no, no, me I, being biased. Of course, it would be a little bit biased, but I just okay. think everybody else has been so stuck in the mud on their going back to Baker Mayfield. This right here, this is a little bit biased. This is Joe biased. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even. Don't even. But, but have I been wrong? Have I been wrong? This is the thing that I agree with you on. The fact that they paid Deshaun Watson, the money that they paid them and made that trade was idiotic. It was idiotic. It was a desperation ploy. It was them going, we got to win a Super Bowl. We're tired of drafting quarterbacks. We don't know what the hell we're doing drafting quarterbacks. We stink at drafting quarterbacks. Let's get one that's supposed to be very good. I know he does all these horrible things, but let's just give him everything. Oh, my God, if we don't win soon, we're all going to get killed. <laughs> it was a desperation was move. Desperation move. And it will it will, without a doubt, handcuff that franchise for a period of time. Will it already is? I know. I mean, they gave away all of their all, a boatload of draft picks. They got one again. This do they finally have one this year in twenty twenty four? Do they finally have a first round draft pick? Again? Um, I'm gonna have or to look at that, that trade. Too? I I don't know that they do. To be completely honest, <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to. I I, would, I do have to actually look. But what if I've been wrong? About the Cleveland Browns. Well, I think their defense is a little better than you think they are. At first, because I had to see Greg Newsom and Grant Delpit actually do something. Like that's too, yes. and one Thornhill still isn't that good of a safety. They got rid of Troy Hill, who was their nickel corner, and you're like, what are you guys doing? I still wasn't even completely sold on when they signed Darius Smith during the the middle of this offseason training camp time or whatever. When those late picks are made, I was like, ooh, he's got something in the tank that could be. That could be one because if they never grabbed him, I think they struggle on that defensive front. Jim Schwartz, believe it or not, did you see the statistic about Jim Schwartz? We got to talk about the Steelers and what they're going to do too. But this this all falls in line because these are opponents in the AFC North. They still have to play all of these teams again. Still haven't played the Bengals yet, so we'll nope. see how that ends up falling out. And, and, and we we should wish we should be wishing we had played the Bengals already. Yeah, because by the time we well, play the Bengals, they're likely to be writing. Hopefully, they well for them, not hopefully for us. <laughs> they've righted their ship. Um and, and and have things in line. But then again, this just me this may be an off year for the Bengals. It may be a year where they just don't figure it out and they end up being not that great. Yeah, but I mean everything else with made with the Browns, everybody after the eleven and five season where they beat the Steelers for a playoff game in a COVID season and they end up kicking Mayfield to the curb eight and nine year and then seven and ten. It's like they still gotta show me something. And let me tell you, even in this game, uh, how, how elite do you think in this game that they played yesterday against the 49ers? How many sacks do you think? How many times did Miles Garrett get home to Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? All right. Because you're asking me it like that, I'm going to go with zero. Uh, he had a quarterback hit. All right. So hey. he had a hit, no snap, no sacks. Zero sacks. So that's, does that count as one pressure or did he have pressures? That was the pressure. I don't know. I don't have these fancy dance statistics where uh, PFF would try and convince us that 50% of the game, the guy was breathing fire on him. 
uh, he was largely contained. The sacks came from uh, JOK and uh, Sione Takitaki, both uh, middle linebackers. So. I mean, I can I can hear our resident Brown, our resident yeah. Brown fan, going, "Well, that's just because Miles was occupying everything on the other side and uh, letting them free for them. That's why he, he's he, he always gets double teamed. He always gets double teamed. TJ Watt never gets double teamed. He only gets Look, triple teamed. <laughs> this is the thing. I fully agree. Miles Garrett is a Top tier defensive tackle. That's, but he's not the best. I'm just sorry, he's not. Nope, nope. Defensive, defensive end, edge rusher. That's why he gets it's, the comparison with yeah. TJ, but it's still not the same job for all no, intents and purposes. So I hate that. It's like comparing Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu. It's not a fair comparison either. Since this is a bye week and it doesn't really matter what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> um, but I just, I watched this. You should watch this on YouTube if you get a chance. There's some show called watched for the first time or something like that. It's the re there's these reaction shows, right? Where people from other countries sit down and watch stuff that they don't actually understand or know anything about. So this was two guys from Lund from England who are watching Troy Palomalo and they kept calling him Troy Polomo, and I, it was annoying me. But the best part about it is it's the top 50 most dynamic plays of Troy's career and they're watching them. And you watch that and you still just like as a Steelers fan, it is worth watching them knowing they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And yet they're going, how the hell did he do that? What the what is he do? What? How? That's not possible. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so cool. It was so cool. Plus, you get to watch Troy play. I got to see Troy in some um, he was in he's still in the just for men or what? not just for men, the uh, Head and Shoulders. Uh, head and Shoulders, yeah I've, yeah, I've seen him in that. Yeah, he's still doing that with, with Patty Mayholmes. Yes. I, I, I like Butcher. But anyways, I don't want to just keep going on a on a tirade on the Browns. Good for them, three and two. We thought they would be very successful at the start of their season. That's the way we had it pegged anyways. We, were, we had them ahead of even Baltimore and Cincinnati, I believe, um, I I through like 10 weeks or whatever. I could pull it back up. I'm not going to right now because I don't really don't, care. Don't, because I don't want to know if we were wrong, so don't. Um, but laughing stock we get with the laughing stock you're not going to laugh at the Browns. i mean i'm not going to really laugh at the browns but they were in a position or a more laughable situation than people who just want to bitch and complain about mike tomlin and matt canada right i but, I, I look our offense has been terrible let's yeah. not let's not we've said it every week right you know even like the most forgiving of us has said our offense has been terrible every week but laughing stock i don't think so i mean we are three and two you know how we managed to get there may may make us go oh maybe just like those British guys watching Polo Bolo. How'd that happen? I don't understand it. Brian, I didn't even get to the biggest one. Like okay, tell me. The imagine biggest. so you just mentioned the the Carolina Panthers. They're zero six. You know they've made how many coaching changes? They went to grab hey go grab that other first round quarterback. Man, he just didn't do good with insert team name jets browns because they're just a messed up franchise it's a bad situation go get yourself sam darnold go get yourself baker mayfield that's going to improve the situation man got to get this hot shot college coach man get one from outside the ranks matt rule man that's going to make everything better give him 70 million a year for six years and have him coach for two of them like those are the type of things that are laughing socks. And then they just, oh. they shipped the whole farm over to get Bryce young. 
and it makes you wonder now, okay, you got a cheap quarterback contract, but where's all your first and second and whatever round picks that you need? And maybe, to... maybe Bryce Young becomes yeah. a amazing quarterback once he has protection and whatnot. But let's all remember he's three feet tall. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> he's 5'10". Okay. That's in, in NFL terms, that's three feet tall. All right. <laughs> The Panthers had the ninth overall pick. They traded their original first-round pick, DJ Moore, other draft picks to the Bears to move up to number one overall. I was trying to get the... Uh... And, and to be fair, they made a better trade with the Bears than the Bears made to trade up to get Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> uh, or the Browns for Deshaun Watson, which yeah. is oh. probably what the Browns uh, could have done. So I was trying to get, let me see, 2023 NFL draft. I'm trying to get the actual compensation on this because it's just not, uh, let's see, from Chicago. Okay, here we go. First and second round selections, ninth and 61, 2024 first round pick, and then the 2025 second round pick. Uh, so that was... The, uh, that was the trade for in order to move up to get Bryce Young. Now, you talk about, you want to know if the Browns still had compensation. I'm going somewhere with this because it's everybody right, who I'm, wants to I'm fire following. Tomlin. Fire Tomlin. Sit Kenny Pickett. They didn't want him to begin with. This was just a homer pick because he was a quarterback in Pittsburgh. And they just felt, oh, well, they don't want to make the Dan Marino mistake again, which you'll never know unless the guy sets foot on the field one way or another. I mean, yeah. just look at Purdy. Now, Purdy looked human, but there was conditions, a tough defense he's playing against, lost some of his uh, complement on offense. So, you know, but still, he looked he looked rather human yesterday. Okay. And, so, and I'm, I, before you do this, yeah. because you said this, before, because you brought it up, I'm going to come clean. And, and remind everybody, I didn't want to draft Kenny Pickett. I I said we would. I didn't want to. I wanted to 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 do something the Steelers were never going to do and tank and draft C.J. Stroud. That's what I wanted to do, right? But I knew we weren't going to do that, and I didn't want to draft Kenny Pickett. But I'm not one of those people who also thinks we should be sitting him now. This is the point in time where you have to find out. Look, the kid, the kid, as you said, is a gamer. There is no debating that. The fact that he's been able to make these fourth quarter comebacks that he's made over the end of last season and the beginning of this season shows you he's a gamer. It would be nice if he could be a gamer the entire game instead of just sucking it up and becoming a gamer in the fourth quarter, right? I'd like to see him be more consistent. The thing is, you, you're going to ride this contract until it's done, right? You're not going to – you basically are going to just say – what do we got here? Can he improve? Is he going to get better? And you're going to find out. And and that's the way it's going to work. You're not, there's no point in giving up now. He showed some positive traits that let you think maybe there's potential there, right? And so you got to let it play out. Nobody should be giving up on the kid yet. But you also can be honest in saying he ain't looked that sharp a lot of this season. Wait and see what happens when, as as time progresses. If look, if we get through this season 
and it's been this offense the entire season, you know Matt Canada won't be back, all right? Mm -hmm. There may be more people that won't be back at that point. But then you give Kenny Pickett the chance to play under a, a system that doesn't require, you know, isn't run by a guy who doesn't know how to call plays um, and see <laughs> if maybe they can have some change that takes advantage of his strengths, takes takes advantage of the strengths of the running backs, takes advantage of the strengths of the players in place and see what happens. Maybe he, he gets to be better. Look, he's not Ben, OK, like he just isn't. So you're not going to have that same thing. But that doesn't mean he can't be a competent, serviceable, maybe even top-tier quarterback. I don't, I, you know, you just don't know. Let the kid grow. Yeah, I agree with you. Let the kid grow. And that's kind of, I didn't want to get straight to the offense because I was still on the, I was still kind of on the laughing stock stuff, right? Okay. So the Browns do not have their first round pick next year either. They gave up 2022, 20, 23, and 24, as well as a third round pick this past season, uh -oh. fourth round picks in 22 and 24. I'm going to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my water and boy then, impression again. That, that, that's some good jamming right there. That's high quality jamming right there. <laughs> um. Okay, then. So, and that wasn't all of it. Then they guaranteed the five years, 230 million, and they continue to restructure him. So he's now at like something like a 67 million year cap hit over the next three following years and everybody just thinks that when they add void years like you can't tag the guy if he ends up being any good uh you have to like get a whole new contract done that money has to hit the cap like there's there's a gigantic mess and they're gonna be lucky if they could even put 52 players on the payroll if they keep <laughs> kicking the can down the field but still What's the cap of this year? Four hundred or two hundred and twelve million. How much do we have to pay Deshaun because he hasn't played for two years? But we also kept deferring his two hundred and nine. So we have three million dollars. Um, oh man, we're in trouble. It's actually <laughs> they have um, right now. They're they have thirty four million. They're trying what they're trying to do with the restructure is they try and roll over the money right. And so that's where they're at now. They have 34 in space, which doesn't do you a whole lot of good. And, it, and you could see some of the names that have a lot of dead money from past deals like Austin Hooper, John Johnson, even Walker, who came back <laughs> millions of dollars. I mean, that stuff happens. I'm not going to say, but John Johnson even goes into next year and clowny into next year because guess what? You kept kicking the can down the road um, based on, I think this is already like a, um, They've already estimated. So they say that they have 6 million in cap space, but there was only, let's see, 43 contracted players in 2024. And as you continue to go back, it's like, okay, 48, but there's only 32. And there's going to be players that end up being free agents and stuff. So well, yeah, it's, a, I mean, it's a giant, it, it, it is a giant, giant, did giant they re, mess. Did they re-sign Denzel Ward yet? Um, or is he still on his rookie deal? I can't remember. Well, no, he did get another contract. Okay. And like Chubb and Garrett, like your top guys are in there, but to say like a laughing stock. So Ward is through 2027. His cap number starting next year is 23 million and is over 20 million in each of the next four. Uh, Miles Garrett is void years starting in 2027. He has five void years already built into his contract with the 2027 cap hit being $37.5 million, roughly. Um, so between Ward but, and Deshaun and Miles, is what, is, what is Deshaun supposed to be in 2027? Is he still on there? or is He He would there? have a void year at about $9 million. 
So you're looking right. at by the time you get to now, that's War- still like seventy million dollars tied up in three people who. Now they could cut Ward by twenty twenty seven, maybe thirty years old, and that's probably what's going to end up happening. They're oh, going to hold on yeah. to him at least through next year. They'll get some relief in following years, but that's what's going to have to happen. But again. Like that being a laughing stock thing, they built this thing. They're trying to do like the Rams thing, spend the money, win now. This is this is, and people are gonna be like, why are they talking about everything that has nothing to do? Joe, you're talking about stuff that has nothing to do with the Steelers. These are the narratives that I hear from everybody about this little title down here. Well, how do the Steelers keep pace in the AFC North? All what all these other teams do? Do you trade a bunch of draft picks to get a first rounder who might not be solid? I mean, Kenny Pickett only cost you a first round pick. No moving up, no moving back, nothing extra for a guy that might be the best of his class. Is it going to be a good quarterback draft class? Probably doesn't look like it. Sam Howell's on his way to being, what, sacked like about – he's going to set the record 47, over – 47,000 times, Over yeah. David Carr or whatever with the Texans. Um, yeah. Well, look, and, here's the other thing. Wait. Like the oh, Steelers – okay, I'm sorry. Wait, finish. let me get to this one. Do it. Denver Broncos. Yeah, okay, that's a – We have not – I had sad. to get that out, dude, because yeah. here's the other pattern. Go out there. Sean Payton and Russell. Russell yeah. will go get Russell Wilson. Go trade for the proven veteran quarterback who hasn't been crap. Then go trade for a coach. And then the coach talks trash against the previous coach who then ends up beating your fanny with the backup quarterback from the team that went to go do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers and he got hurt and they were trying to be built to win and everything like that. But just just look at how that's turned out. None of these Can't. none of these are proven. You said it Sunday was it, it, Unpredictable. That's the way the NFL is. I'm going to vomit this out of my mouth. All right. Tom Brady is an enigma. Tom Brady is the unicorn of all unicorns, right? You cannot take old quarterbacks who are off of their out of their prime and assume they're going to be good. He is the one that was like, he can't, he went to Tampa and they won a Super Bowl. All right. They did the right things. It's a oh, team that was chock that. full and loaded with but assistance then, there too. Yeah, with assistance. Yes. But like thinking Aaron Rodgers was going to save the jets. Look, we all, you know, my nickname for him, Mr. Overrated, um, was never going to happen. You know, Russell coming to Denver didn't work out. Like there, there's some teams like, you know, the Steelers have a reputation of not being good at, at, um, at analyzing and predicting cornerback talent, right? Oh, we don't draft good when we draft corners or, you know, whatever. We've had it. We haven't had question marks about that. Maybe the Browns franchise is just really bad at choosing quarterbacks, regardless of whether they pick a franchise quarterback or a rookie quarterback. Maybe they just aren't good at that. Hey, <laughs> let me interject. That was the, the PJ Walker was the 36th starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns since they came, re, came back as a franchise in 1999, 36 times. That's that's unreal. 36 and then let's see, 1999, years, 24 years. That's like all that's more than one a year. And that happened. That could happen when guys get hurt, but yeah, injured. Wow, that is just you'd you'd assume something. And they've tried everything. You watch them, and of course, you watch the Broncos do the same thing. Other than Peyton Manning, they've gone through the draft picks: Drew Locke, uh, Brock Osweiler. Um, I'm missing the other guy in the middle played for the Steelers, uh, Paxton Lynch. Well, he didn't actually get to play, but Paxton he didn't Lynch. Play. He was on the practice. Yeah, court. they've spent draft capital. They've tried to get like a Trevor Simeon, a Joe Flacco, just some veteran off the scrap heap. That didn't work either. Browns tried the same thing for years. Jeff Garcia, Jake Delhomme, draft Brandon Whedon, draft Johnny Manziel. I mean, come on, folks. Uh, so, I mean, that... That's where we're at. Kenny Pickett is firmly in here. The Steelers to stay paced with everybody who else just won. 
We know that Matt Canada, he hasn't been relieved of any duties. If that hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen for this week and probably any time in the near future. Not going to happen this year. Probably It'll not happen. at all this year. Only uh, way that end ends up, the season. Only yeah. way that ends up happening, they got two Thursday night games. Fortunately, both of them are home games, and those will be followed by mini buys. They would have to have a pretty bad, and I still don't think that that, that the most they'll change his duties and he'll still be on the staff. They will try not to have the egg on their face, but that is far from being a laughing stock of the NFL, like a team like Denver with Russ and Sean Payton, and they give up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's just, it's, they're nowhere close as far as we just said. And I'll take you the Browns out of that whole conversation. You could still laugh at some of the things about them, and maybe a massage will fix uh, Watson's hurt shoulder right now. Maybe he just needs maybe a nice that's little the problem. massage. Maybe he's not allowed yeah. to have any of those anymore. But I could so. take them out of there, and the Steelers still aren't top five. So... I you could send Ingus. You send Ingus over to to massage him. Ingus will massage good. I get elbow in your shoulder. Yeah. Ingus will make you better. He probably won't. Uh, you know, won't have any issues with Ingus. Uh, yeah, Ingus will make sure he's not using his dingus. So <laughs> <laughs> that might fix some other things for the the situation there. And you know what? Ingus says, "Put that away." For all those years, Brian, where we had to hear it about Big Ben and his little college, like he just didn't grow up and mature yet. The Browns fans deserve every little bit that we say about Watson, and we're being polite at this point. Okay. Um, but the Steelers keep in pace. So what can the Steelers change? What would look good? What has looked good? Did something look, kind of click with the Baltimore Ravens? I think this bye week, it actually comes as a pretty decent time. Because if they would have played yesterday, like now you're going to get Deontay Johnson back. Yep. You're going Anthony McFarland. Those guys are practicing. It looks like Pat Fryermuth might be back in the mix as well. Yep. Still no Cam Hayward just yet, but there's some oh. other changes. Hopefully the, the staff saw Roderick Jones and he sticks. Play him at left tackle and Kenny has time. And then you get to see Kenny. Like, I think the beginning of that game was more Kenny was still like <laughs> lack of better terms here. Oh shit, Dan, not again. Oh wait, that's not Dan. I got time over here. He's like looking on his left and I could I could do some things. So that might help. Um I, I want immensely. Kenny to do what Ben did in this sense, right? You remember two or three years ago, Ben just stopped doing whatever they called in and just picked his own place. Now I know that <laughs> I people laugh. That. People now people do that. People think that that's something to applaud. Maybe that was part of the problem with the offense post Antonio Brown, or even with him getting in a fight with Antonio Brown, Shelby Harris, Denver, when he threw the pick and everything, yeah. maybe Ben just wasn't listening. Maybe that's why Todd Haley was like, you know, you know, F you Ben, F you Todd, the exchanges on the sideline and everything like that. You had, it's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers up at green Bay. You had a clashing of the styles, the clashing of the ideas, Tom Brady, oh, you mentioned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they were seven and five going into the bye week. They weren't like, you know, beating the world at that point. And something changed there. And I'm not necessarily sure it had anything to do with Byron Leftwich, but Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and Bruce uh, was making sure Brady was getting hit, just like Carson Palmer and Ben and everybody else. Andrew Luck. Yeah, that poor guy retired because Bruce Arians was his interim coach. So an offensive coordinator. I mean, facts are facts. He got guys killed, right? And people still put him up on a pedestal, whatever. It's like, hey, without Tom Brady. Bruce Arians won exactly one playoff game in overtime, 80-yard touchdown, pitch catch, Larry Fitzgerald, okay? And that was it. That's all they got. But so I don't know. I, I don't know how much credit to give him either. When he was with the Steelers, they did some good things. They You remember it always used to be like um, 
uh, halfback draw and Todd Haley was always the bubble screens. People are always going to bitch and complain about something with Canada. It's the jet sweeps. I just, I don't see a whole lot of light at the end of the tunnel for Canada. So let's just take that off the table. What can this offense do differently in these upcoming games? Roderick Jones is a big deal to have out there. I agree. I think Roderick Jones helps. Look, just stabilizing the offensive line a little, right? Finding the ways that they can run the ball effectively. I think mixing it up with Najee and Jalen Warren because Jalen hits holes faster than Najee does. Let's just be honest. I think Najee is a powerful, strong runner. I think he's still the best running back on their roster. But Jalen has a bit of a different style, and he's got a burst when he hits the hole. Najee is is, is a little more methodical. Uh, but I think teaming them up, making sure they both are involved and figuring out how what the identity of their run offense is. The run offense will open up the pass offense. Having having uh you know uh Deontay back, having Fryermuth come back, both of those things are gonna help. Um because you can utilize those pieces in different ways, right? They what would look good to me is start using, I know this feels like for four years we've been saying the same thing. Start using the middle of the field more, right? Get figure out ways to utilize the players you have to to use the routes that other guys are running to open up pathways for other guys, right? You need to be able to figure out a way to draw up and design plays so that guys are getting open. Um, and Kenny has to be willing to throw to NFL open receivers, not just, okay, nobody's around him for five yards. I think he anticipates. I think he's getting that back. The beginning of this season was rough. That could be a byproduct of the defense's byproduct of a poor left tackle. I, I By, did byproduct feel, of throwing the ball three yards behind the guy. Yeah, he wasn't on at all. I, yeah. I'm saying that like the Raiders game looked a little better. The Ravens game definitely looked better. The Texans game was just a, a cluster well, from so many different. The, the Ravens game looked better for one series. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, there were times. There were times. Uh, it was still frustrating, obviously, but yeah, I'd say the second half was better. I think they made the better. Second half was definitely better. Yeah. The second half was definitely better. It's uh, like the, the way the defense put them in position to win was better. Right. But you know, you need to convert, right? You need to not kick threes. Um, you need to get those balls. They need to, they just need to figure out ways to be more dynamic than what they've been. Yeah, Gus scores some touchdowns. That also goes through Pickens has been targeted there. And yes. as not, uh, ironically, he doesn't have like however many credited drops, but in the end zone, just without bringing in, uh, bringing home the bacon there. So that I think that's big that they get all of these complimented players back. And I think that makes a huge change. I'm not changing Jalen Warren for no. Najee Harris wholesale. They are no, absolutely not. Thunder and Lightning, A and B. They complement one another exactly how you said. More of a power back. I think Najee gets more of the, the crappier carries, so to speak. And I think Jalen uh, also benefits from... I think it would help if they would throw the ball to Najee a little bit when he's in because he doesn't seem to ever be a pass threat. And I think that will help back some of this defense out of the box. I think that would be, uh, that'd be beneficial. Where the hell is Darnell Washington? That's the other guy I wanted to, throw, to, to talk about. Like when you're talking about middle of the field, let's get this guy involved. He's 
I, I, I don't know be whether a mismatch it's him. against yeah. anybody that he's up against. I don't know whether it's him or whether it's just the schemes that they're yeah. using, right? Agreed. Because the, what they they targeted him one time, and it was a really bad choice of guy to throw to, to the point where I wasn't actually even sure they were throwing to him. Maybe it was just a ball that was slightly low that was meant to go to somebody behind him, but because Calvin he's so Austin. damn big, he got his hands up to to try and get it. Um, I, I I don't know whether that was accurate, but yeah, you got to get him involved more or try to. I agree. Uh, offensively too. Hopefully James Daniels is back in this mix too. I think that makes a big, a big help, a big change. Oh yeah. That would, that should help. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause I mean, what you got, what you got coming up for the Pittsburgh Steelers over the next four games, you're in LA. So you got a West Coast trip off of a bye week, which is not going to be an easy game to begin with. Uh, they they appear to be down their top two running backs potentially. We'll have to monitor that. They've the just been better than we thought. Correct. Three and th- three and three still. Yeah. But yes, better than better. And I mean, come on, it's Aaron Donald. They got Cooper Cup back. Yeah. Uh, Puka Nakua has been a hell of a rookie addition for them. So we'll cover some more of that. Jacksonville just had a pretty big win. They've laid thirty seven points on the Indianapolis Colts. We're playing with Gardner Minshew. Everybody thought was the there. They are an up and down. Just, yeah, they're an up and down. Now there's another franchise. Not we, the Colts, the Jaguars. Oh I mean, yeah, the Colts hot too. But the Jaguars just have been hot and cold. I mean, Colts. Right. Yeah. You got Colts Jim Ursay. Yeah. Jim Ursay, your owner, always running his mouth. You yeah. Jonathan Taylor sit out because of like basically what was a Twitter fight over a contract, and then saying he's not going to get his money, and then he does get his money, and you sit the guy that's been running for like a, a buck fifty and two touchdowns every game, and Zach Moss. You want to talk about dumpster fire there? And then everybody wanted Gardner Minshew, and Gardner Minshew wouldn't have been any more of an answer than a Mitchell Trubisky. When you said you didn't want Kenny Pickett, you know I've never sold on first round quarterbacks just being the guy right out the gate. I just didn't want to play with Mitch, so I was okay with that. I understood. Yes. <laughs> uh, then they have the Tennessee Titans. Titans, yikes, and the Green Bay Packers, teams that are all trying to figure it out. They get Tennessee to come in on a Thursday night uh, after the Jacksonville game. So they got two AFC South opponents back-to-back, three home games in a row, mini-buy before the Packers. The Titans, likewise, will uh, will have played a home game in Atlanta. Then they go um, on the short week to Pittsburgh. So... Uh, they have their bye week just this week after facing the Ravens. And I get to watch the, the Titans game in the Czech Republic on my phone. Okay. Isn't that great? Yeah, no, it's really not. It's like you're going to be squinting at it, trying to figure out who's this running around. What's this nonsense? So, but I think that, oh, defense, defense, defense. What could deep be different defensively? I almost forgot defense. What? That's, isn't that easy though? The answer is just JP3. Yeah, with with Patrick <laughs> JP, Peterson JPG. as your big your your, your big slot, your dimebacker. Yeah. He yeah. I think he I that half of football against the Ravens and they got like a mobile guy like Lamar, you got Mark Andrews, you still have Zay Flowers, you got uh, Odell. I mean, that, that was a very good matchup the way that that fell out. The way all three of the inside linebackers ended up playing off of that, once they got that figured out, Joey Porter's like locking down part of the field. He's going to make rookie mistakes, but goodness, if he's even 80%, that's going to be a lot better than what we were seeing with like two corner twos or threes. I mean, at least it might elevate Wallace into a corner two position that he he's playing below that with Pat Pete on the other side right now. So get Porter to play. Get Benton out there. I think Benton, you know, playing the most snaps that he's been playing too. I know some of that's been Cam Hayward injury, but he he has to be opening eyes. 
he has to be showing people that, Hey, look, I can do this, man. Like I, you know, I was big on him from the very beginning. I'm even like contemplating, let's get a Jersey. He might be a Jersey purchase. Even these, they, whatever they give these guys in Wisconsin, whatever's in the water is just, it, it, it's just different. Um, I was trying to see his actual snap counts. Yeah, I was right. 33. That was the high. So 29 and 33, most that he had been playing to date. So get that guy, keep that guy in the mix. And he's got one sack on the season so far. That was against Jimmy Garoppolo. I can tell you what's going to make a difference. Whoever stabilizes the run defense on that side of the line is the guy that's going to get stabs. If that's going to be Benton, which I think it should be, right? And maybe it's just figuring out how do I stop? How do I stay, you know, gap true? How do I, how do I correctly maintain what I need to do? How do I make sure whoever's on the other side is setting the edge? Whatever the reason, that side of the ball is is has been the liability as far as the run game goes. Just getting gashed on that side. Um, so whoever stabilizes that, that's the guy that's going to get the snap. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, and I just mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. I totally glossed over the Raiders when you're talking about laughing stocks. And you just had the Raiders and the new the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick's old flames, old charges, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers, who they let go and let play Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, a one-in-five Patriots team that is not scoring points whatsoever in these games. They're two of their worst losses in Belichick's ever, as tenure ever as a coach. And then you've got the Raiders, who had Gruden. I wanted to bring this up specifically because it's going to put a bow basically on the show because Joey Porter is the answer for the defense, right? In order to keep things going through the bye. But I, I don't know if you saw the rumors, Brian, but there were people that were talking. This came from Jerry Dulac. He said he yeah, has very good. Bring, bring Gruden in as the offensive coordinator. Or offensive quality, yeah. whatever. and Offensive you know, play caller. They're, yeah. um, him and Mike Tomlin are um, uh, good pals. And I mean, Gruden now little bit of different set of circumstances they're bringing in and hiring Brian Flores when it comes to lawsuits against the league. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't quite the same. Yeah. A uh, lot. Look, I, you know, no, but look at the Raiders, <laughs> but look at the Raiders, go get Jimmy G, get rid of Derek Carr, the guy you've had forever. Go get Josh McDaniel. This is going to change everything. And before that they got Gruden and they got, Mike Mayock and they draft a guy like Alex Leatherwood, like 15th overall. It does end up with the team. And you see the thing that happened with Henry Ruggs and that team had a far more of a bet. The Steelers have had bigger messes than what you would consider a laughing stock right now. When you had bell and blunt in the car or AB throwing furniture out of his apartment window and Gatorade jugs on the sideline or whatever. Well, yeah. Like, there's been, you know, there's been far worse. Yes. Let's far just worse. Let's be honest. I, I, I don't know. I, I am in just, Remind me who's the who's the quarterback for the New England Patriots? Mac Do, Jones. Doe boy. Doe boy. Man. Well, how many people wanted us to draft Mac Doe boy Jones? Come on. Because he would have been available. What was he the fourth or fifth quarterback taken in that draft? And it's like, oh, well this guy might be available where the Steelers are drafting. He could fall me, into that uh, spot and he played me, for Alabama, so he's got to be good, right? No, let me just say this. Availability is not the best quality in the draft. It's only the <laughs> best quality when you're playing. All right. <laughs> still the fifth. Yeah, still is like the fifth best yeah. quarterback available. Guess who else yeah. was? Mason Rudolph back yeah. in like 2018 yeah. or whatever. So 
Yep, there you have it, man. Uh, Patriots previously lost to the Saints 34 nothing, and then uh, that was a home loss. That was their worst home loss in the Belichick era, and the worst loss period in the Belichick era was 38-3 at the Dallas Cowboys. Bigger well, you know, when, when Belichick quits, maybe we just hire him as the defensive coordinator. <laughs> His defenses have been pretty good. <laughs> the defenses are, I mean, I always wonder, people talk about, so in order to keep pace, again, the, the keep pace thing is like the idea is, Mike Tomlin doesn't have a coaching tree. This comes up in our comments all the time. He hasn't won a playoff game and whatever. John Harbaugh's won one and Lamar's won an MVP since they won a Super Bowl in 2012. Okay. It is hard to win in the NFL. Sean Payton, look at Mike McCarthy, went over from the Packers for Super Bowl winning coach, maybe by whatever circumstances that we don't like. But, you know, you got guys who have won a chip and they're not converting these teams into. I mean, the Dallas is finally there, you know, but it took a couple of years, maybe. But, but are they? Dan Quinn's more or less responsible for that with that defense. But but even then, are they? Mm, to be Come determined. They, they've looked they've looked awful sometimes. I think the, I think the <laughs> AFC is far stronger than the NFC. Yeah. So that I think that's a primary determining factor when you're talking about that. Dallas might look a lot better if they put them in the AFC. They might only be like the sixth seed, fifth or sixth. So with the, some of the teams like the Chiefs, uh, especially, or the Dolphins at this point, the Bills, I mean, who are they up against? In their own division, they got the Eagles. And then there's, uh, oh, and then there's the Washington Commanders who might, they had to change their name. They got an owner that changed over. They had, you know, draft picks, a quarterback that didn't work. Dwayne Haskins was one of those. They brought in Carson Wentz. That didn't work either. Now you got Sam Howell. I mean, there's just so many other stories when I'm talking about that. And the point is, is that people will say they want Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game. We're just completely content with 500 ball. Look at these other teams that can't even get to 500. You got to get to at least 500 or above and then get into the tournament in order to have a chance to win something. I understand. Does it make me happy to see the Steelers season over in like January? No, hell no, it doesn't. But it doesn't make me as upset as knowing it's over in November. <laughs> you know, you have not had a taste of that probably almost my entire lifetime. You got to go back to the eighties for that to be the real taste. Cause even when Cower had a losing season here or there, they haven't had a losing season since 2003. Even then, I don't think there was probably still in it into December. Probably if I were to look that up, just even statistically, I'm, I'm betting not mm, the, the 2003 <laughs> team, 2003. I'm betting not. <laughs> that was one year before. That was the year before Ben, ben and that, that meant they got a top and 10 of course, pick, or a top 12 pick. Yeah, and everybody gets real enamored with that, too, that they want Kenny to be Ben. And Ben's numbers weren't exactly the the best ever at that point. In fact, no. Cower had plenty of failures, too. How long did it take Cower to get another Super Bowl? To, to win a Super 15 years to win one. He lost an AFC title game. So that doesn't mean that he has a Hall of Fame coach. He lost the Dallas that he should have won because yeah, you know why. 30. Yeah, yeah, that guy. But they, oh well, he didn't have a quarterback. Well, he maybe shall not be named. Yeah, and a lot of people don't get Ben Roethlisberger that kind of respect. They don't put it on his name. But Ben was with Jerome Bettis, a Hall of Fame running back. You had some other Hall of Fame or franchise greats as far as that defense. That 08 defense is maybe one of the best ever in NFL history. Uh, Kenny might they might start trending that way, but Kenny don't have that right now. He doesn't have a Bettis to hand off to, and they don't have – they have T.J. Watt, who could turn out to be one of the greatest of all time as far as NFL defenders, but that's just one guy, and we see what happens when he's not on the field. And that's kind of like – okay, so Bill Cowher, 6-10 and 10 in uh, 2003, just for that sake. They were – yeah, they were 4-7 and seven, November 23rd. 
then win, yeah. loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss, and overtime to the. It was. Uh, uh, the I Baltimore can remember. Six I 10. remember halfway through that season going, we have to draft a quarterback. <laughs> I don't care who it is. You, no, we Tommy Gunn. Draft a quarterback. D- didn't Tommy like the Tommy Gunn, Gunn was terrible that season. He Tommy... was terrible. And <laughs> yeah. Okay. Two. Not, uh, he was fifty-seven percent completions. 3,400 plus yards, 18 touchdowns, 17 picks. He was terrible. <laughs> and we thought that was at least maybe serviceable, though. I think the year before he may have had a little bit better. The year better before he had a nice year, right? Yeah. It was like whatever it was, comeback player of the year, all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, but 62% he, completed. It, you know, yeah, 20, the, rabbit, the rabbit died. 20 TDs and 16 <laughs> interceptions. I mean, the dude yeah. threw like 30-some picks in two years. We start seeing, can he do that? Then you could, but, but. But, 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 everything that only thing that matters is after but, right? Uh, when you look up, let me see. I had Ben, oh, I had Ben up here. Uh, I got to find Ben again. Ben's numbers when he first started, his first three years in the league. I just hate it though, because we have a lot of rosy memories because he went like 13 and 0 as a starter. He came Here's, in that Ravens game, which they actually lost, but he I'm, wasn't a starter. I'm going to let you finish and then I'm going to soliloquize. 52 touchdowns, the to 43 picks. All right, here's, here's the thing about Ben. And I said this last year when we were talking about Kenny. When you watched Ben early in, in that rookie season, right, it wasn't that you went, oh, my God, he's amazing. But there was a quality. He was doing things that we had never seen anybody do before. <clears throat> you know, whether it's – call it backyard ball, call it whatever you want. We'd never seen anything quite like it. And the ability, the fact that he could not get brought down, right? He was so hard oh, to yeah. bring down that, and and he could make plays by extending and extending and moving and extending. Go back and look, you know, we all have done it. Go back and look at some of those highlights that last for 14, 15 seconds. You're lucky if you get three seconds in the backfield now, right? 14 or 15 seconds of Ben running around and then he throws a, a strike somewhere, right? Either for a score or a first down or whatever. There was something about him that just stood out, right? It's You see it in, in any Hall of Fame quarterback. There's just something where you go, wow, this kid's got something, right? And that was like, that's what I started to think maybe we were seeing in Kenny last year at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And, and we said, again, the problem is, and this is, this is, this is a, a valid comparison between Kenny and Ben right here, all right? The difference between their first two seasons is Ben had a defense that didn't let anybody score, right? Ben could make a mistake and it wasn't going to cost them points, right? Kenny does not have that. If you look at the numbers, they are not the same, right? Ben was Ben. It's different. He was a different animal. But relatively speaking, right, Kenny's not dramatically worse than Ben. He's also not being asked to, to do the same things Ben was doing, but he does not have that backup. He doesn't have a defense that you just 100% know when they make a boo-boo and he throws a pick because he's he's being a cowboy or whatever, or he just throws a bad ball or has bad luck, right? The defense is not guaranteed to go, we'll give you the ball back in three in three downs, mm-hmm. you know? And that that was different. In, when you had, you know, the, the, the defenses that they had early in Ben's career, just a different animal. Um, and... So you you got to give Kenny time. Again, it's the same thing we said earlier. You got to give him time to grow. 
right? You know, most quarterbacks do not come out of the out of the you know uh, pocket, so to speak, or come out of the come out of the womb fully developed, and they're going to be just Hall of Fame quarterbacks from the get go. Aaron Rodgers sat for how many years behind Brett Favre, right? Um, Steve Young sat behind Joe Montana. Right. They they had time to grow and become. And even when they first started, they weren't always like, "Ooh, there they go. Um, Correct. They're definitely yeah. a Hall of Famer. You know, that was my just, point. You just got. Yeah, you got to you got to give the kid a chance to grow at the end of the rookie deal. Right. At the end of the first five years. And I'm assuming the five to fifth year option gets picked up. Part of the reason you draft a quarterback in the first round. Right. You, you, if you if you get through that and you look at the the sum total of what he accomplished, because not everybody's Patrick Mahomes, okay? They're not going. And remember, he sat the first year. Kenny didn't get to sit the first year. Um, and I'm not comparing Kenny to Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, they're not always just going to light up the sky. You just got to wait and see, and we'll see what, with what this looks like in another couple years as to whether or not, okay. We found a guy or we got to look some more. Yeah. That was my whole point for the show. Keeping pace. You can make all of everybody wants to make all these shotgun moves. It was week six entering week seven. There's a lot of football left. Steelers have played five games. They're on the positive side of that. No matter how good or bad that might be. Do you think the Buffalo bills who didn't score any points until the fourth quarter yesterday, do you think that they were sitting there like against, um, who they play the Giants, Bills and Giants, Bills um, and Giants. Yeah, do you think the Bills came away from a fourteen to nine win and said, "Well, let's just gut this team. This team sucks. Like, is their fan base upset that they're four and two that they got a fourteen to nine victory? Hell no, that's in the rear Probably. view now. They might Probably. be. Probably I don't know. They they're are. Buffalo. They're miserable. They're jumping through <laughs> tables. So uh, it's one of my favorite <laughs> favorite NFL commercial things. Is like. The, the direct TV was like, take advantage of everything before a cold night in Buffalo is just a, a cold, cold night, night in, in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that whole commercial, every single person that's on that is like relatable. I like it. Yeah. A pretty good one. Well, Brian, that'll do it for us. We're way above and beyond, but we had a lot to talk about here. I should almost said it was the Steelers, the laughing stock, but it's a lot of those concepts of veteran quarterback, not having this guy like, there's, there's no playbook as to what's a right or a wrong. I mean, the, the Rams went out and they got, and they traded Matt Staff for Matt Stafford and they made a bunch of trades that didn't have any draft picks. And then they go and they win a Super Bowl. And then they were bad last year. Of course, Stafford got hurt. And now they're a mid team again. And they're in the mix. You just never know because there's parody in the NFL. I'm about to see them this weekend. So that's a good comparison. But you see some of what the other teams did, like the Broncos or the Raiders, or they're just perpetually bad teams, the Jets. I mean, maybe the Browns have finally found some some formula for success. Maybe not. Maybe that doesn't include, maybe it, maybe it means not playing Watson. <laughs> I don't know, uh, which would be very detrimental to would, would the whole be, progress. That would be the most Cleveland thing ever. It really would. <laughs> it really would. And then they're not able to um, afford the tag the next guy because <laughs> yeah. it's all tied up in Watson. All, right, all our money. He took it and he was really bad and he took all our money. <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to take the money and run. But yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. I mean, is not a fair comparison. Ben was not counted on. Ben in his rookie season never passed the ball 30 times or more in a game. 
His high in that year was 28. His second season, he only had two games where he threw 30 or more. One right on the dot. Uh, 2019 win against the Ravens and a big-time shootout loss, 38-31 to 31, against the Bengals where he threw for 41 t- attempts. His third year where he threw more picks, 23 interceptions to 18 touchdowns, he had thrown the ball 30 or more times in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Maybe this guy just isn't it. And then he turns it around the very next season, of course. That would have been 2006. And then from there, you have no, and you could look at Josh Allen's career the same way. People at the beginning of this season were talking the same way about his interceptions and things like that. You could look, like you said, Aaron Rodgers, his first season wasn't like the Packers didn't have a winning record after getting rid of Brett Favre. Brett Favre goes over. Uh, he ends up with the Jets and then ends up with Minnesota. And you're probably looking at it concurrently now. He's playing for the division rival near the twilight of his career and gets them into what, the NFC title game or close to it. Yep. And you're like, did they, did they make the right decision here? And then eventually, yeah, it, but one ring there. So, so I'm, I'm, I just going to say the same thing. You know, people got Dewey over Aaron Rodgers for every year. Oh, Aaron Rodgers is such a great quarterback. His best quarterback ever. He won one ring and he won it because we screwed up. <laughs> That's uh, Richard Mendenhall, and I have a Marquise Pouncey. Uh, still, that hurts. It's a lot of the what ifs, you know what I mean? So, Brian, thanks for joining me. We got this, you know, our usual daily Steelers grind during a, you know, the bye. A lot of stuff to kind of just throw in, a little potpourri. They've got the players. I think the roster's been built. Will they make any trades? Is there anything crazy that's out there? I don't know. Cause like I just said, an Eddie Jackson or just, I know some, nobody said Eddie Jackson, but people were talking about maybe Justin Simmons with the Broncos, Patrick Sertain. If they trade yeah. for a corner, then I don't know that you're sitting Peterson and Wallace. They already got Desmond King to help, you know, alleviate maybe Chandon Sullivan. So just to put a bow on that, I was looking at like, who could be sellers? Could the bears be sellers? Cause they're in the cellar. Um, you know, would they get rid of like an Eddie Jackson? These guys got like premium contracts that are just as much as Mika's contract. So I don't necessarily see that happening. I don't see it happening. Uh, no. Most of the te- other teams are contenders right now. Uh, that's the only place I could really see them making a big move. They don't need to make a defensive line move. I think they got guys that are there. Cam will be back shortly. There's no need to jump the gun. The inside linebackers are pretty set. Uh, would they trade for or like a offensive tackle? You'd have to be trading to, to swap out Chooks core for yeah. or center. And then you do that. What continuity is a good continuity or whatever. These guys got to, got to understand offensive linemen aren't like hot swap either. They got to know what everybody else on the field's doing. Those guys yeah. got to know as much as the quarterbacks do. So, I do. I, yeah. You can't trade for a center. The center is the quarterback no. of the line and you yeah. cannot mid season. You can't trade for a center. So that's out. Um, and, and, and who are they going to trade with to get a center that is like Mason Cole is yeah, exactly. below the line, really, to be honest this year. But where are you going to find somebody who's above the line that that team is willing to give up on? The center is next year's draft. That's what it is. Yep, 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 yep. I agree. So I don't see a whole lot of movement there at most. You're looking at players. I looked at contracts, even the corners. You're looking at somebody that's like on a Levi Wallace level, a $4 million contract, someone like an Akella Witherspoon, a Steven Nelson, a Levi Wallace. Those are the guys you're looking at. They're not necessarily, you're not going to jump up into this upper echelon. It would be amazing. And then, of course, the Broncos. I don't know that they are sellers. Uh, you know, they've well, done they everything to be. try. They ought to be, but they've been in a position to now they want to, you know, get rid of Frank Clark. So whatever, like <laughs> I just don't see them getting rid of a major chess piece in a guy on like uh, a rookie deal or whatever like that. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. 
Um, no. And then they said Jerry Judy could be on the block. And then he did what, like two catches for three or Steve Smith, like ripped them. So <laughs> that was fun. But anyways, we're up against it. Long show. If you made it this far, thank you two percenters. We love you. Thank you for supporting the Steel City Underground podcast, wherever you may be listening or watching from. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, leave a rating or a review. My name's Joe. His name's Brian. And until next time, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.